The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. Check this. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio or back via podcast. It was another packed weekend's GA action in the county. And later on in the show, we're going to hear from hurling boss Mickey McCann after a side's narrow defeat to Sligo in the Division 2B hurling semi-final. But first of all, survival Sunday it was, and Donegal were in the mix. Five teams could get relegated. Five teams could end up in the league final. Such was the closeness of Division 1 in the league. And of those five teams, three could go either way and we were in that mix with Donegal uh, sorry with uh, Kildare and Tyrone as it happens ourselves and Tyrone got victories Kildare were defeated and Kildare and Dublin get relegated uh, from Division 1 who would have thought it the Dubs is down the four Ulster teams stayed safe and are back in the league for next season of course we're going to discuss all this with uh, Donegal Democrat editor Alan Foley we're also going to hear from former county star Mark McHugh but first up for a bit of perspective on the game, and so we're not too biased, we have, we're going to hear from the one and only Aaron Kernan, former Young Footballer of the Year. He's joined us now to give us his views on what he's seen yesterday in O'Donnell Park. How are you this evening, Mr Kernan? Yeah, yeah, Brendan, all good. Uh, great weekend's football, and definitely uh, we're well set up now for summer. Yeah, you got the sun cream with you. It was a a, a blazing hot day there yesterday in O'Donnell Park, and I'd say it got, it got white hot in the pitch as well, you know, along with... Armagh coming up and certainly mixing it at the top tables. There's the shades of the old Armagh, don't push us about coming through. You know, we're well able to stick up for ourselves. It spilled over in there. A bit of an unsavory scene at the end of the game, which was unfortunate, uh, Aaron. Uh, it is. And uh, to, to be fair, um, I suppose just looking at, well, I suppose it's not the perks of social media, but it's just the way it is these days. There's a, there's a lot, there's a big portion of clamour for action to be taken. And obviously, League Sunday highlighting it last night um, wouldn't help the situation. So, t- to be honest with you, it's, it's probably going to be a nervous week for, for both counties. It didn't, it was, it wasn't, it's not great to look at, let's, let's call it. Um, but it happens. Um, we've all been involved in them where, you know, there's suppose, something coming down the track. You can't be seen like you're going to take a backward step. Um, in terms of was anyone really going to be hurt or was dangerous happen? Probably not. But um, I, I just would fear that after the Armagh Tyrone game um, and, and how severely Tyrone were dealt with at that stage, that uh, I'd be very surprised if, if both teams turn up uh, with full hands to pick from. Um, in in body will in a few weeks' time. Um, it, depending on who that, ju- depending on who that is, Aaron, I suppose, could have serious repercussions because us, like yourself, even though both teams are full of talented players, there's a few individuals in there that are that are vital to each side. And that's that's the big fear. Um, I, I'm I'm certain someone's going to get it. Um, it's just who and. Uh, that's that's what the nervous weight is going to be all week. Um, I, th- I think both counties just need to prepare themselves that that there will be something, and we just have to deal with it in due course. Um, I suppose we can all sit back and look at it today and say it's disappointing, shouldn't happen or whatever. But uh, I, I think it's the same for both counties that for us to to make the step up and be at the the top level, um, because we maybe just don't have the the tradition of your Dublin's carries or whatever. Whenever 
Jimmy had used it their best whenever I'm out with the best in the late nineties, early nineties, and chipping their shoulder all the time, uh, us against the world type thing. Um, and and I think that's just what you've seen. You've seen it. You've seen a bit of it um, with ourselves this year. Um, and, and to be fair, I would say it's maybe something that has been missing in yourselves this past few years. Um, you know, and in, in, in the finish up, I suppose you maybe lost some games that. Nobody would have expected this to do so. Um, but I think, yeah, just there's going to be so much riding in the championship game in a few weeks' time that I think that's just really what, what caused a bit of a spillover yesterday. Um, and like I said, yeah, there, there's no point. To, I'll certainly not be naming any names. I don't think you will. We'll just sit back <laughs> and, and, and let it run its course and hope yeah. for the very best at this stage. Yeah, yeah, because we, we were probably surprised at what came out of that last bit of a melee and the fact that it was more Tyrone, you could say maybe that, that, that Armagh weren't at the fault there and maybe putting that against them in this one is is maybe unfair as well. And I suppose all those things will have to be teased out by, by the powers that be. And I was texting you leading into the game, I was trying to figure out, you know, surely Armagh don't want to be in a league uh, final. And we both came to the assumption that they would kind of fulfil the fixture, still be competitive maybe find out a few things about themselves and, and maybe rest a few players. And so the the first half, and, and, and let's say the, the couple of three-year main men, you know, off the starting line, it was exactly how we thought. Now, what happened in the second half, uh, Aaron? I was not expecting this. And Can can you sum up what what do you think the feeling was there? Did the occasion or or the crowd or, or, or in what way was, was did the thinking change? Because Armagh went for the game then and, uh, you know, very easily could have won it. Yeah, I, I like our thing was I, I thought he would rest um, some key players. I did think the likes of Ray and Rory Grogan that they, they might have got a bit of a break. So um, yeah, they, they were rested. To be fair, Aidan Nugent, uh, obviously a regular starter, he's vice captain with Ray, and he has been missing for a few weeks. So you know it was very important to get game time back into him. Um, you know, and and Jason Duffy has been doing really well all year. He just missed out this past few weeks. So. I know definitely Rory is a half forward and then Rain is your, is your talisman. Um, they, they were misses for us, but it wasn't, I suppose, huge, you would have thought, in terms of personnel. It wasn't real inexperienced players that were coming in for them. But um, the first half, t- to be fair, it looked like probably Donegal were, um, you know, the ones who were in control and charging the game. Um, but definitely um, those boys coming on at halftime re- really changed it. Um, and, I suppose probably just it's the, it's the psychological thing, you know, of uh, being a bit overpowered or a game running away from you a bit. It triggers in management too, you know. We could have got to a league final um, and if we've been brutally honest, it, would, it wasn't in our hands for a start. You would have thought Mayo was going to win, but there was an outside chance we could have got to a league final. But then you're looking at your head in a league final against Kerry. Um, Kerry don't, didn't say after this league final don't have a championship game for five weeks whenever they play a Cork they're going to account for Cork then they'll have you know a lower ranked team it could be your Clare or Limerick or something out there but another three weeks later so they badly need football and as much competitive football as they can now because they're not going to be tested for over two months so they're going to be going all out in that league final where I, I would have thought Armagh's focus would have been had been looking off to get there at Donegal and, and Ballyboffea. So, um, do you think that, that was that the, that the McGinney and him on the line were aware of the fact that Mayo had t- taken control of that game? Do you think that that was a possibility that they were saying, here, 
going go for it and it felt like it was going to be a draw at one stage but it felt, almost felt like Armagh was maybe controlling that narrative because they were so on top at that point and I'm trying to figure out then then they obviously went for the victory and two straightforward kicks really at the end there before Donegal got the winner Aaron so do you think at that point they knew listen Mayo of that game won go ahead and beat Donegal do you think that was happening at all I'm, I'm trying to figure out just the, the psyche of the management you know yeah I, I, I don't think they would have been that in-depthly focused to the Mayo game but I definitely think that would have been their psyche where you know they'd punish Patton for the mistake in the first half we got a bit closer than what probably we should have been in terms of how well Donegal were playing um, but yeah, so their mindset at that stage was we're in this game, let's go for broke here. Um, and yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, it was in all aspects, um, but particularly psychologically, Armagh took charge and control all over the field. Um, and uh, uh, from our perspective, that's something that, that was really pleasing um, because uh, we, we, we'd closed the gap. Um, we'd stuck in a game that was early on luckily could have run away from us got a bit of luck with Murphy not hitting the target from a penalty as well but then you know we really lucked to capitalise on that and to be fair you know Ryan hits the equaliser you're coming down to a draw game you know all was on the line at that stage and I suppose that's just a disappointing thing then that you said we had a couple of chances that we didn't then take um, and obviously Paddy then punished us uh, on the other side and we ended up losing the game that probably was there for us to win as well yeah, and listen, if that ball had a fallen to rain, um, Aaron, just, and listen, we've been talking from the first time I saw this guy, I thought, right, this, this, he's going to be a serious footballer, you know, and the way he kicks balls there from about the 40, Aaron, is how most people kind of kick them from about the 20. You know, he's got one of those styles that it's just easy for him, you know, like he had a couple of points here yesterday and there's dead ball, 45, not two, you're like, they're all top drawer. But you just get the feeling with him, the way he he moves around the pitch, that that it's just it's it's a bit like Clifford. You see him doing stuff like that too. And what what's a difficult kick or a, a great score from one player is pretty routine for guys like that. Uh, to be fair, he, he he's just been doing that his whole life, um, and and it, it it is what you say. He reminds me very much of his, his uncle Ashim Campbell. He just was such a natural striker of the ball. Um, like I know myself, I'd be comfortable enough for the ball and passing it there, but I, I just don't have, I would never have anything remotely near the the strike or it's just come so natural to him. It's like a perfect golf swing. You know, he does, it just looks effortless for him. You know, he's not, he's not fortunate at all. And I know one of the ones you're talking about was, it was out underneath the stand. It was just inside the 45. He gets it, takes one step. He had only one thing in mind, but it wasn't a big force, you know, I'm going to put everything through this. It was just a real natural swing. He gets huge elevation on the ball. Like you can never see him get blocked down either. Um, and, and it was a super score. And to be fair, he's the sort of guy he wouldn't have wanted. He wouldn't have been happy with uh, being asked to, to step back yesterday. You know, he, yeah. he wants to play every minute of every game. He's very similar to Michael, um, you know, in terms of, of what you have. He, he's not a big talker either. Like he's not going to be you know, shouting and roaring in change rooms, thumping tables. That's just not his way. Uh, he just wants to get out, get a ball in his hand and let his actions do the talking. So um, he, he had a quiet game the week four against uh, Kerry, which again would have fueled that I don't want to be rested. I, I don't want to be sat back. Um, you know, a lot of focus has gone on him um, from from the first few league games, you know, where, where he was ripping it up. Um uh, and and that probably is a is a key area that he needs to get used to in terms of attention he's going to get. But I think one of the main uh, points from an RMR perspective is 
that we need to get back to um, is the first two games. Like we 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 had twenty one points against Dublin, twenty points against Tyrone, but we haven't got near that again. And um, you know we had one thirteen yesterday. You're talking sixteen points. Your your top teams are all looking to hit over 20 points uh, a game once it comes to championship. And I suppose that's what really stood to us early on in the league. Um, but it's something that we need to get back to. Is it going to happen in Ballywell Does it happen often in an Ulster championship? No, it doesn't. But that's that's the targets, that's the standards that they, they set early on in the league. And you can take it as a compliment that other teams are copping on to them now. Other teams are focusing more on them, how they play. But we just need you need to find a way around it, um, you know, and and that's the challenge over the next few weeks leading into the into the championship game that we need to start getting back to to those standards. And Ryan, uh, Rory Grugan, Aidan Nugent, those boys will be pivotal in that because they can score, um, but they can also pick passes. They can see stuff that other players can't, um, and and that's something that we just need to to get back flowing in our game again. Yeah, yeah, Kelly Campbell, and these guys. There's, there's plenty, of course. A couple of injuries, the likes of uh, I suppose Oshin O'Neill to come back, and a few bills, Bird, uh, Burns, and McClellan. These boys too, Aaron. So there's like there's a few done uh, Yeah, Connor Turbot. Um, he, he, Turbot, he's that's another right. one who's been re- really affected. Right. He's been out through injury, but the same token. Caleb McGonagall, uh, Neil O'Donnell obviously come on, Michael Langan come on, uh, Kieran Thompson didn't yeah. feature yesterday. Like yeah. they're they're big yeah. players. Like you, or Austin Gansey, but those boys in particular, like you're talking. Well, that's that's your entire half forward line um, that you're missing, and and arguably um, your best midfielder. So um, I think in in terms of how the league has played out, I suppose the whole narrative going into. So it was four yesterday. Was Armas had a Super League? Donegal's not going well. They're inconsistent. Two teams end up in the same points. Yeah. You know, Tyrone uh, yeah. similarly. Uh, you know, hangover from the All Ireland not going well. Issues in the camp. Um, they go away and beat Kerry, and Joe yeah, Kerry haven't been beaten all year. Um, so it's absolutely massive. Uh, it, it definitely sets up uh, an Ulster Championship to to look forward to, and I, I think just. The crowds that are going to games again, you know, the excitement that's building within a lot of counties is is brilliant. Um, I, I think we're all starting to, I don't know whether it's COVID or whether what it is, but I just think there's a there's just an excitement and enthusiasm yeah, that's I, there for, yeah, for the was, games at the minute. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was unreal there yeah, the scene at Letter Kenny yesterday. It was absolutely phenomenal. Having been up at the Athletic Grounds, because I think Athletic Grounds got the best atmosphere in, in Ulster, particularly for National League games, and there's a real buzz about Armagh. Uh, there yesterday and just in that game goals you know so vital you mentioned the goal the pat and punch a punch is fine with keeper as long as it goes to a defender or, or your own player if it goes to somebody else you're in trouble normally you get away with a score the goal but so six points in it at that point brought give great life to Armagh in that half because it looked like you were at Donegal were running away with in the second half then Donegal again in a, in a command and need before the Murphy penalty miss and just after that Nugent remember just shaved the post uh, it could have been a six point swing there uh, so goals, you know, you made a good point about the low score nature because all other games were high scoring there yesterday outside of Urs and yourselves. But goals and that are, are, are the key. And I think I remember early on, like saying in the, in the game, Jimmy Brennan taking a mark and he could have played it quick to Ryan McHugh and there was a goal on. I think in the modern game, you have to go for goals Aaron, every time because they are the, the launch pad and they're, 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 they're so more than the three points. They are. And Two two goals in the game, you're getting over twenty points in that game. Then you know that's what you're 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 going to accumulate. Uh, and and it is, but it's a mindset thing. You said Jamie Brennan 
and he's sort of by maybe he's lacking a wee bit in confidence or he hasn't played as much game time but yeah. a couple of years ago he would have talked to Mark he'd take you on he'd burn you um, and, and he'd look for, for the three-pointer um, and again that, that's something that can be worked on you know that it's boys, this is just what we simply need to get back into a game like you go back to, to yourselves against Mayo in 2012 goals go back to the Dublin game 14 goals um, that's the difference that's what gets you across the lane against the top teams but it takes ambition you know it takes boys who have just that root district that they want to go that one step more to create something just to make it happen um, and, and for me it's definitely it's a key focus I suppose it's probably wishful thinking here. We're all sitting talking in an ideal world. And, but do we really think that uh, Geezer and, and Declan are going to say, right, let's go all out for a shootout? I can't see them. Uh, yeah, do you know yeah. I, I, I just can't see it. I can't see either team getting over the, the 20 points oh, in a few ball. weeks' time. Yeah, it, 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 it will be. It, it, if it we get to that score, uh, Aaron, if we get to that score, I think we'd be lucky enough uh, from some of their score from yesterday, we'd be lucky. Yeah, like realistically, that's you're, you're probably talking 16, 18 points um, that, that, that might be enough to get you across the lane. I, I suppose, again, if we just go back to from an RR perspective in terms of what was a huge positive in the league is like we were being cut open for goals last year. Like if you think of yeah. um, Michael Langan's goal where he went straight through the centre of the fence in the league game, you know, not a hand put on him. Uh, Darren Hughes did the same against us in the championship, conceded four goals in one half against Monaghan last year. Um, that, that's definitely a key area that I'm really improved on uh, this year. All our talk was that we, we were porous in defence with a super forward lane. Um, definitely defensively, uh, we, we are well improved this year. Um, but the key area for improvement for us is we started the year really well. He said, racking up bigger scores, hitting the scores that the top teams who have ambitions of winning all Ireland's, not provincial titles, um, would be hitting. Um, and that's something that we need to focus on, on getting back to because every county in Ulster um, has been in a provincial final since we've last featured in one. Uh, and that's the reality. Um, yep. To do well in Division 1, this meant their status. Like we stayed in what was a, obviously a, a shorter league campaign last year, but full league campaign this year. Um, you know, I had no worries going into the last round. That's a positive that we definitely would have talked before the league even started. Um, but for me, it, it's time now that this team has started to make an impression on championship. Um, and for me, that means getting to and, and winning a provincial title. Um, I, I don't see the need to be to be waiting for another year um, or to look to build anymore. Um, I think they've showed enough consistency over this past two years, something that we've badly, badly lacked for about 10 years. Um, this team are, are, are consistently there thereabouts like we lost to Kerry by the kick of a ball Donegal yes by the kick of a ball Mayo by the same and you know we've beaten Dublin and Tyrone um, so there's definitely a consistency level there but it now needs to now needs to switch over to, to championship and I think yeah, that's what from an RMR perspective yeah. um, it's, it's really exciting about the the opportunity in Ballyhoe in a few weeks time Aaron Kernan uh, former RMR star listen what a player he was and a great man then for for a word after a game, hey, doing great punditry work out there. Uh, as I say, that match in yester- yesterday kicked off uh, at the end of the game. And just after the match, as we were trying to compose ourselves, I caught up with another former star, former Donegal All-Ireland winner, Mark McHugh, to get his views on what he'd just seen. I'm here in a dull park with Donegal legend Mark McHugh. Mark what a match here today. First half, a wee bit sterile. It looked like our Mab was fulfilling the fixture. Anything but in a, 
a lot of uh, coming together at the end there. It's going to set up for a spicy uh, championship uh, in four weeks' time. But Mark, what did you make of the game? It was, it was a great game, a great day, Brendan, for, for, for football. And as you said, luckily our man kind of dropped uh, the four boys earlier on and just said maybe they are. But following the fixture, Donegal should have and could have been out of the game at half time, only for conceding the goal. Um, they threw on all the big guns at half time. Rayon O'Neill changed the game completely. Michael missing the penalty, kind of just they grew in confidence a wee bit, and they they got a, they got a few scores after that to liven things up. And you know we got we got the score at the end. Great decision by Patrick tapped the ball over the bar. Ethan and Donald did well for it, and uh, then a bit of off the ball stuff, and that's what it is. You know we're that close now to championship. Usually when the league finishes, we have you know your maybe six, seven, eight weeks to prepare. It's four weeks. It's a, it's a condensed season. And these boys weren't going to give a quarter. They know. They want to let them our boys, uh, our my boys know. They've won up on them coming into Balbofray in a few weeks. Yeah, and, and certainly, Mark, me and you spoke at half time. You're a man that knows your football because we, we talked at half time. We said, listen, our man obviously just wanted to fulfill his victory. You said maybe they'll unload the bench and go for it. You know, I didn't think that was possible at the time. You were proved correct. They did unload the bench. They had done it go on the rack. And if anything, they had two guilt edge chances to go in front and actually snatch the game. Did they know about other, other scores or other results, Mark? Because it seemed a strange game plan. They certainly went for Donegal in the end and left down a few markers for the championship was coming up. Yeah, I think, I th- listen, at the end of the day, I think Armagh didn't want to come here to lose a match. I was speaking to you at halftime when I said it. What they can say now is, right, they were beat by a point, but they didn't start three or four of their better players. So psychologically, it's not a wide, huge loss for them because they say, you know, if we started these boys, we would have won the game. So then when the game was tight, they say, well, throw them on, we might as well go for it. And if they did beat Donegal the other day, then they're the one going into Balbafay with the upper hand in a few weeks' time. So, you know, in all in all, Armagh's not going to leave here too disappointed. They're, they'll be happy enough for the second half to play when the, you know, Rina Neil, the Grugans came on. Um, but yeah, they, they could have seen out the game very handy there at the end. Just, I think, the wrong people who got on the, the ball for the scores. And listen, that's, that's good defending by Donegal. Let them boys have the chance to make sure you're Rina Neil. Krugan or Morning, who was kicking points all day, make sure the other boys are not getting on the ball. And, and so, Mark, the, the league's about learning things. Did Arma? Did we learn things today though about Arma? Some things that we need to be wary of. I mean, even at the end there, Rafferty coming up, you know, had a brilliant shot. His left foot just healed outside the post. Have we learned some of their game plans today that we thought we might? In the first half, we, we, there was some good tackling, and turnovers from our guys. Things like Patton's fist that, that led to the goal. You know, we're used to the ball up front. Where are our players at? Was there a lot to be maybe learned from 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 uh, what Donegal seen today that we can take into this next game? I, I, I honestly don't know what Donegal have learned anything today that they haven't seen already off our man the whole league. You know, it's going back to the really the first game of the league where our man crucified Dublin. I think that's where the game Donegal have to study going into this championship. You know, because uh, our man they seem like a really really fit team, and I I don't buy this 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 bull bull crap that. You know, are we a bit ahead in fitness than everybody else? The thing about this, as I just said, it's a condensed league. Usually, yes, teams will catch up to you because you have a break now of maybe, you know, six to eight weeks. We don't have that this year. So our mass probably in a physical condition. We're just watching out in the field here. The Donegal subs are, you know, the people that didn't get a full game today are doing extra runs. And that's what they need, you know. We, we, they have a usually now you'd break for this week after a league this is going to be a hard, hard week of training for the Donegal lads next week's going to be hard and it's all going to it's going to be a real real tasty affair I, I'm sitting the two boys here in front of me uh, 
at, at the end, that's the way to sell tickets. Say if they if they want to really have a good nail biter, like so, a good boxing match. Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think the last time you know we, we played Tyrone and it was a real sellout. I think there's going to be no more Armagh. Um, this is going to be the exact same. It's going to be a sellout fixture in Balbuffet, and everybody's going to be looking forward to it. And it's just a championship. It's you know it's the one real championship we have at the moment, Brendan. You know Tyrone have a you know if they get over if they get over for Manor, they have Derry, which is a good. I know Derry got you know bait today, but still it's. Um, it's, it's a real interesting championship and you know we're, lo- we're, lo- we're lucky to have it I think you know because if we didn't have it I think the whole the whole system would have been changed long ago but um, no I really really enjoyed this game today you know and it's, it's not it's not often we won here yes. I, I was trying to think back today I ever won here and I, I think we drew two matches but we didn't but so that's that, that's that, that's that's a good that's a good we, we lost our record in Balbuffet two, right. two weeks ago and we started maybe yeah, one here yeah. now the, the hoodoo I think if we had if Monaghan had to beat us here that could have ended football <laughs> 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 that performance here doesn't work always great to catch up and get your views appreciated and show see you in four weeks time Balbuffet right. good Thanks, man. Man. thank you yeah great hearing from Mark McHugh there sorry I was kind of shouting into the mic there was so much noise around us there but listen great atmosphere at O'Donnell Park yesterday Donegal as I say surviving in the league I also caught up with Donegal Democrat editor, sports editor after the game, Alan Foley. Alan, how are you? All good, Brendan. Thank you for having me here. Uh, an exciting day in the Donald Park, as you said. Yeah, it's quieting down since, but there was a lot of uh, fussy cuffs pushing and shoving at the end. Remains to be seen. That's not joking aside, but comes out a lot, Alan. There could be repercussions yet for, for either side. Before we get to that and get to today's game, uh, what what another fascinating league it's been, Alan. You know, you won the championship and there's there's so many mismatches, you know, maybe outside of Ulster anyway. You know, we obviously have a good Ulster Championship but even in Ulster there still be, can be, be some poor games whereas this league every season just seems to be getting better and better nobody particularly seems to want to win it but everybody wants to be in it and, and Donegal's league again has, has, has mixed the good and the bad and some thrilling games in there Yeah it was interesting today because it was like musical chairs because you were following the other games on Twitter you had you know at the minute it's Dublin and Kildare going down at the minute it's Tyrone and Dublin going down whatever at no stage really did anybody say at the minute it's Kerry and Mayo going to the final or whoever the whole emphasis as you said is probably looking down the way like Mick McGrath said a few weeks ago Declan Bonner said it before the priority here is to stay in this division that's probably the mindset of all the, the eight teams and as you said it's a great competition This there's very little between the sides and even today again like Donegal six points up at one stage I think before and after half time and then it really kind of turned into a championship game at the end and even the town there Kenny say there's great colour from the Armagh support coming out this morning and that so as you said they finished with a little bit of um, afters there which there may or may not be um, repercussions to but it really kind of spice up another level for the game in four weeks time in Balbuffet Yeah I was saying if it was a boxing bout it was a good way to sell Balbuffet because everybody's going to be keen interested now and just looking pre-game as you mentioned in the league and there was five five teams could make the league final today Kerry were already in it there was five teams who could get relegated such as the closeness of the league and I think such as the quality now of teams coming into it before there was always a couple of teams who come up definitely one who go down this year you thought it would be Kildare but after a poor start Kildare really rallied Dublin of course could, we couldn't believe you know losing four in a row they rallied as well a lot of people would have thought they would have beat Monon today so it was an amazing last day we've had, we've had results we've never seen coming all the way through and again today we had it and, and as we say Dublin the, the unbeatable team amazingly and find themselves now in Division 2 Absolutely like I think this morning you kind of thought if you're Donegal if you thought Dublin's probably going to beat Monaghan because Monaghan had a bad result last week. Dublin have come into a bit of form with winning the last two. Then you thought the way Carrier playing, they should beat Tyrone, especially after last year. I know that Tyrone won the All Ireland semi final, which was a big one, but the league game in Killarney 
there was six goals put past her own it really kind of demoralised them at the season but what that's what I thought was going to happen this morning and when in actual fact the total opposite happened Brendan, yeah. so I got it all wrong yeah so yeah it, that, that, it was like this game today um, uh, Alan you know Donegal have say mixed the good and the bad through, throughout the league there we've seen some ga- passage of play you know the different things is happening in the realm of an injury you know so some shock and weller in between times but a few of her performance have been a bit off colour you know particularly I suppose coming into that uh, uh, Monaghan game in, in Balabafé we lifted it then for Dublin Donegal do you always seem to lift it for Crow Park and I think it naturally kind of energises the players it was a good performance we come up a small bit short but going into this game today you know, as you say the colour was unreal you know packed house Donald Park, the t- great scenes in the town, lovely, lovely day. And pre-game, you know, Kieran McGinney resting three of his players, and it got it was what we thought it would be that Arma was so much fulfilling the fixture, didn't want to be beaten well, wanted to just maybe mix it with Donegal for a while, but not won the match. That's how the first half went. And then, could you believe what you were seeing? What you seen in the second half in terms of that Arma resurgence? They went for Donegal. Then. Yeah, that's the impression I kind of got at halftime when you heard of the late changes. You thought, you know, they would, don't probably want to give Donegal a major. You know, Philip going into the championship game and uh, maybe a pep in their step, but at the same time, you'd, our man may have been thinking that even if we get a result here today, do we really want to run into league final against Kerry here? You know, it'll, you know, shift our focus. Where at least if we can get out of here today, um, you know, we'll just put the focus on the championship game on the twenty fourth of April. So the second half was quite surprising, but then I suppose it's nearly like your animal instinct. It's in you, like do you know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I didn't think beforehand that Armagh would come up here like Kieran McGinney doesn't strike you as a kind of a handbrake sort of a guy really um, but yet by, by not naming those three players he did handbrake yeah, it but then just when in the heat of battle then Brendan when you're, when you're in it like you know it's yeah th- th- was it and I'm trying to trying to read in the mindset of him Alan you know was, was he saying to Donegal here when we turn it up you can't handle us yes possibly and then, yeah. but I thought even then as Donegal went, went a point up you know, with, with, with 10 to go or 8 to go I kind of thought they were going to back off but they went for it and, and really Two very poor wides uh, uh, should have won the game for them. Uh, Alan. So, at that point, was Arma were they aware of other results around the the, the country, or, or what? What changed the beginning? If he wanted to win the game, why didn't he just play the lads, or, or was that his game plan to unleash the bench and and go for Donegal? Possibly, yeah. It might have been just you know we'll run it, give it a go, how we're going here. But at the same time, we don't want to get demoralised. You know, with, there were six points down when Keenan Ward scored before half time, so maybe he thought you know enough is enough here. Maybe. No, with no major game plan but just go out and boys let's fight for this and I think if you look at it like Brennan and Armagh have not really been involved in the latter stages of the championship since 2006 even when they beat Dublin this year in the league game the first game in Crow Park like they were saying that was their biggest result in 15 years the amount of people they took to Crow Park that day so like they want to be back in the stage obviously like they had it at the early noughties they were involved in everything so they're going to come up here you see there's a big crowd backing them um, you know, even at the end, a bit of fisticuffs. They're kind of like we are Arma. We're back kind of thing. Yeah. Like you know, there's a bit of pride in that as well. It was noticeable just on that um, on the, the way the crowd got engaged. You know, this was a home match for us. Yeah. But when Arma came in late in the second half, you know, there is that buzz. Like I was up at the Athletic Grounds there for the Arma Tyrone game, and as you say, for for a county that dominated Ulster for so long, it's hard to believe how long they were down there. But there's that real infusion of energy coming from the Arma supporters, which obviously is going to listen. As you said, you can't help but be energized by that and the pitch and at that point you know Ryan O'Neill like he looks like he can kick balls over from 45 most people need to be in the 21 for 
But that saying as well, you know, even Rafferty coming out of goals that time, he had a brilliant effort and goal, yeah, just yeah. tailed wide, no more. But uh, is that showing us what, what Armagh are capable of? You know, Rafferty didn't do that till later on in the game, but is he? Is it a warning, I suppose, I'm trying to get some positives from Donegal, that have we seen things from Armagh that maybe we didn't see right up into the match, that that's saying that's what we're going to do in the Championship? Yeah, as I said, it's just the instinct kicking in, and like, you know, Ethan Rafferty's played outfield a lot as well, so um, it was a great effort he had there as well. I, I just think there's a pep back with them, you know, and uh, you know they've had kind of false dawns before. There was a few years ago, even we played them in the Ulster semi-final in Cavan 2020. You know, they came into that game on a bit of form, and Donegal beat them out the gate by 12 points. I think they scored 125 Donegal that day. The game was over after 15 minutes, so they've kind of had their setbacks, but I think now they're here. And I think they want that real big championship win. Like they want that kind of game in Balbuffet, and I think it's really set up nicely now for both teams. Like Donegal, I think all year you mentioned hot and cold. I think that's the perfect way to describe it because there's phases in a lot of games where you thought Donegal are playing great stuff here, and then there's other phases even today. Like I think it went 20, 21 minutes without and a score, and you're kind of thinking you could see the Armada or chucking up the scores. I think they got four, five, six, and you're thinking then from being a six point game. Your level, you're holding on, and you said Armagh had chances going wide. That, that for me, would be the most worrying thing, because even last week in Crow Park, like Donegal had got their way, what five points up quite early in the game, ended up getting turned over there as well. Like the Mayo game early in the season, were five up, drew it. There was a kind of little jittery stage against uh, Kildare. And the Monaghan performance wasn't great, the Kerry performance wasn't great. But, you know, you take the rough with the smooth, I suppose, Brendan. I don't want to just focus on kind of the negative. Donegal finished this division fourth place at the start. That's what you aim for. As I said, teams want to stay in this division. Seven points out of 14 available. That's decent. That's good. We knew that six would probably keep you up. Seven would definitely keep you up. So it's funny, because like, when you look through the last, say, 10 or 11 years since... Donegal won, you know, the more recent of the five Ulster Championships. I think 2011, Jim McGuinness's team came from Division Two, lost the final. Sorry, beat Leash in the final, lost the last game against Leash. But 2012, it was the last day survival job against Armada stay up. 2014, we were in Division Two. Declan Bonner's first year was 2018, got relegated last game of the season by Mayo. 2019, retained the Ulster title from Division Two again. So you know, there's. The league is good at what it is, I suppose. And the one thing I've noticed, Declan, like he's not doing a lot of talk lately. But when he does, he's very calm about all this. And every, the focus is totally on the 24th of April. And as I said, we just want to do enough to stay in this division. You've, you've all that stuff stored in the memory banks in there. To the the brain's still taking over nicely. <laughs> Me, just about. But like, I, I do think it's funny because like, I didn't actually realise that as well. As I said, people put so much into the league, but when it's over, it's over. You get what you can out of it. Yeah. But then you go. I, I think Bonner just is experienced now, a bit of pragmatism around how he treats it. Now, I often have this conversation with Donegal fans around the county when you're out and about that you know they might complain about this and that, but when you, you when you you know when you put it against the argument of injured players and, and new players coming in, you know we don't have those. I mean, I know Neil come on today, but Neil McGee and his pomp and Carl Lacey and these type of players, you know, there's young lads coming in that, that have. McCall has been very good, you know, Keelan Ward, McFadden, Fair, and these lads are all seeing 
big game time and that now and our, our regular starters and that but it always takes a while for defenders to, to really bed in so the plus points you know again Pat, Pat has had a good season you know if we get by Keelan McGonagall back and and um, we, have, we have a number of players obviously Langan coming back today was massive Kieran Thompson still to come back and you know Jimmy yeah. Brennan to get up to full fitness you know where, where Oshin Gallon is if we can get any game time out of him so McBerty's form the last couple of weeks yeah. Murphy's obviously so there, there has been a lot of plus points and we've seen some great moments of course from Conor O'Donnell at times this season as well you know so th- those are the plus points in there Yeah like Conor O'Donnell as you said he's really come out from the pack because at the McKenna Cup there was so many new faces in that and I think nine uh, made their debut in the first game against Down but he's the real one you know who is right in there sorry Shane O'Donnell as well who would have come in but uh, as you said some of them games this year you see teams take the league for me at different levels of seriousness and I fancied Monaghan to beat us even though we hadn't lost at home in 12 years but when I saw the Monaghan team that day they basically had everybody that day and they were really you know Banty even said it beforehand their backs were against the wall they were in a corner they hadn't won a game to that point I think Jack McCarran was out uh, O'Connell was on the bench and by that was everybody they could possibly have was loaded in that team the same thing happened to St Kerry where as you said there like we've been kind of mixing and matching some of it accident some of it design but you know some of the things we've seen from Donegal this year yeah have been good as you said like there's kind of a development in the squad and there's a lot of options to come in hopefully these players will come back because even before they went out Michael Lang was probably the form player yeah. um, Jason McGee's been having a great season too yeah right? absolutely yeah. Brendan McCall was another guy who's yeah. come in he's probably been actually the best player in yeah. the league yeah. um, so like as I said Brendan McCall would have been a nailed down starter last year do you know what I mean so there, there's a lot of things become work on as I said I just hope that the, as I said I just hope the mindset is right and I don't want to question their character or not but it's just during games I get worried sometimes and today kind of the heebie-jeebies were kicking in with the 10 minutes to go again but in fairness they weathered the storm and that will that will sand them and that of course was the positives we got to look at the negatives <laughs> and um you, you mentioned later on that game when Armagh put the squeeze on us, Patton was looking up, where are we putting the ball? Now, if you're going to keep the ball long, you need to get players in around them. What I've seen in a few of them long kickouts, it was our kickout, there was more orange jerseys conversion, which means they're going to win the ball. It's a numbers game in there, and you need to at least match it, and then it's a fight for the ball. Now, that, that was one point of my other big issue with this, is our players are finding themselves in the wrong positions the opposite of what they should be we keep them hard in corner forward a couple of times today in, in the match McFadden Ferry's coming belting up the side of the pitch and then behind them then we have the likes of Ryan McHugh and a Patter Morgan those positions need to be changed we yeah. need to have Ryan McHugh and Patter Morgan in ahead of our offensive line our defensive line that they are then carrying the fight the opposition as in they're dropping the shoulder getting inside they ping a ball inside or one a free or get a man off the shoulder and I'm seeing that far too often that our players seem to end up in the wrong positions and we need to get our players with that wee bit of guile and, and gra- uh, craft up front to get on the ball because what we're leaving it too often we is Murphy coming through the middle coming tearing through or McBerty's brilliance inside or the brilliance of Langan it's too too often I think left to those players and I don't think enough of our forward players are engaging their men and taking them on but it's to say 
the, the speed and the ability of the likes of Keelan Ward and, and as I say the likes of McMenamin coming out with the ball and, and McFadden Ferry that needs to be to break the line coming out from her 45 then it needs to be transferred to someone in the midfield you know one of our bigger players in midfield and then you flip in your nippy players uh, and I don't know what you think of that it just seems like some of our players seem to be in the wrong position we, we've here we've Pat Morgan taking the ball off our, off our keeper and by the time it gets up the pitch it's Keelan Ward that's yeah. in our corner forward position yeah I've, I've noticed that a lot too, Brendan, and maybe I suppose like other teams are going to, there's certain guys who are going to let have more ball, and I think anybody that watches Donegal closely will realise that Pater Mogan is the one player who can break those sort of lines, even I remember watching this year in Portland on in the, you know, McKenna Cup, you don't look too much into it, but he's the guy who can pierce through lines, doesn't play the lateral game, you know, and links in and off people, like he, he provides something a bit different, like in his form was very good coming into this league, so... I understand what you're saying, but I just think I think teams now they kind of know what Donegal are kind of doing. We, I really hope there's some sort of a, you know, trick up the sleeve here, um, that you know something a little bit different, just to even kind of not radically different, Brendan, but just something a bit different, so we can prove that we can alter that. Because what I thought was funny, like and I agreed with everybody last week. Last week was the perfect example that Michael Murphy should not play anywhere bar 14. You know, he uh, got a goal, another lip ball, and the point came off at the Paddy McBrady scored. Everyone says that's what he should be doing all the time. I agree with that. But then today, when the team kind of panics and frets a bit, and he kind of nearly slots into a number six position, you're kind of thinking, oh, thank God Michael's there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Is, is, uh, is the day of the kick-out strategy now maybe um, on the way in, in terms of, you know, our man can squeeze up and everybody's responsible for a man? You know, for years here, it seemed to be that, particularly with the brilliance of Patton has of pinging out guys, yeah. that, right, we'll get a guy away here and out the wing or something to make a run. Has the opposition done massive work now to counteract that? Because, as I say... Patton wanted to take the short kick out and I know one nearly cost us I think it was cut out there McBerty or Murphy made a run yeah. and he said listen that was an easy kick for Patton he just cut it up at short but that was a wee bit of tension that creeped into us today you know which we maybe didn't see from our ma at the other end that, that wee bit of a I suppose fear kind of crept into us and, and we were had not, nothing really to lose here Brendan today because if they came and lost by 6-7 points they could have said oh look we've already sealed our survival before today you know, and then if they lose by a point, you know, I think like that's nearly a perfect result for our man ways. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because they don't have to worry about playing carry now. They showed enough fight there to work on. There's a little bit of friction at the end there, so it's really going to jar everybody up for four weeks' time. But what you're saying too about the kickouts, like I found sometimes are over people over analyse these kickouts. Like last year, Tyrone played carry in the semi final. They said Niall Morgan lost X amount of percent, quite a high percentage. But I think Niall Morgan, for example, knows. Right, we can't get this off quick. We're just going to ping it straight down the middle. If we don't win this ball, or if Kerry win the ball, we don't care. We're set up to deal with that. So I think that's what teams are doing a bit more. The one thing I notice about Donegal is like Sean Patton's excellent off the tee, but he has to be perfect all the time. Mm. Where even against Dublin last week, I noticed Dublin the kind of more contingency plans where if a guy doesn't win it where it's lean he makes sure he knows where to break it and you know where the break is going to go mm. where I think ours sometimes you need to try to be too perfect with them sort of thing so uh, but you know the, and, and the amount of work seems to go on and the amount of work has gone on for years at kick out strategies on that whenever we did go along then it was as if we weren't ready for it it was one man going up and surely there's a thing right 
Murphy, you're going up, I'm going on underneath you, right? Flick it That's down to me. Yeah, it yeah. didn't look yeah, like no, we no. had any strategy when it didn't go long. And I know it's not actually a strategy, but at least players get in the round of some of our bigger men. Yes. And a few times it, it came out there. There's one was bombed. It was an unbelievable kick by Patman over everybody. And there was nobody there for it. Yes. Nobody had judged where it was going to go at all. I just think it so much seems to have went on with that kick out strategy of the wing. How come we haven't kind of at least had some version of break in the round? You hear, get in the round line and, and let him flick it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what I mean about what Dublin yeah. did last week, which I felt we didn't. Like, and as I said, hopefully, maybe there's a plan up the sleeve because two years ago during the kind of COVID championship and even you know the later league games that year, Tyrone had no answer to what Sean Patton was doing. They would try and push up and he'd ping one 75 yards. Patton Mogan would get away. Then, if they hung back, then Donegal had players big enough to, to win those sort of ones in midfield. But now we're not seeing that as much this year, yeah. And I uh, don't know, as I said, like, as you said, it just got a little bit nervous there towards the end. And then it's not players, did they want the ball kind of thing with about five minutes to go? And you could see Sean kind yeah. of thinking, then, Jesus, where do we go with here? But as I said, they saw it out, and that's the main thing for today. Yeah, yeah. So, so looking ahead now, um, if this game was athletic grounds, uh, Alan, you would definitely think it's advantage Armagh. Yeah. Now, the fact that it's in Bal Buffet, it for me leaves it. After what we've seen today, you would think that it's it's uh, maybe a slight advantage uh, Donegal. And the only reason I say it, Alan, is because if you look at Ulster or Pedigree and Ulster versus Armagh this last number of years, you know, as much as Armagh have played well in the league, it is a league. You know, they haven't done it in Ulster. Now, surely there's there's a breakthrough coming there, you would think, with this uh, team. But with Donegal being in, in Balbuffet and... and being at their pump if they have those players back from, from, from injury and have a full squad to, to lean on would you still expect them to come through that encounter and win the game? I think it's going to be mighty tough like, and I think even Brendan you're chatting about the championship home game but I think if you reversed our leave, league fixtures do you know what I mean w- would we have beaten Kerry at home? Yes. Would we have beaten Dublin at home? Do you know what I mean? And then you would have had Mayo at home that's your only three homes then you had, would have had to go to Monaghan Armagh Tyrone Kildare so I think the way the league fell for us this year with basically four home fixtures and two and a half away fixtures if you want to call it that because the first one was in Sligo against Mayo was quite fortunate for us and next year you know you're going to have to flip of that we'll worry about that come the time but I really don't think the battle buffet factor is huge for us I think it's a Obviously, a bit of a, an advantage, but I just like I, I don't think it's going to really overall Armagh at all. Like Armagh, like, there's probably players in that team. That, you know, there's been a bygone era, but like Brendan, your day, I suppose, no matter what you did, you basically couldn't get beat Armagh. Do you remember? I used to always find, like even when you played it, Tyrone were taking back all Ireland's and Donegal could beat them. Where Armagh kind of had the crux on you guys until that goal by yourself was it Kevin Cassie what a finish yeah yeah what a finish but but that was just basically they that basically broke their stranglehold but as I said there's a generation kind of our massive boards that aren't intimidated I don't think you know and as I said they've got their mojo back so like I think the margins that they now in four weeks time is really really minimal the one thing I worry about I always just worry about you know when there's people coming back and we chat about Keaton McGonigal coming back you know or Jimmy Brennan at least Jimmy's got a bit of game time but you know what I mean you should nearly be perfect now and I suppose the one thing that Donegal would have done this year you know they probably would have planned we'll reintroduce Michael Murphy on game three say or whoever else in game five but then when you're losing guys out the other side do you know what I mean so that's what probably caused a bit of the panic then like but I said people have stood up people have 
done particularly decent enough in their chances. We stayed up in the league. I suppose if you look at it, the history books will say we came fourth, which is reasonably comfortable compared to what went on. As you said, it's massively competitive. But like I think uh, Armagh would have gone up the road this evening. They're not too disappointed with their day's work today, and they can think, right, lads, we're back here in four weeks' time. We're going to start full whack. Donegal went probably all in today with what they had available. So, and from an Ulster perspective, I mean, the four teams stayed up. Armagh obviously were safe today. Yeah. Uh, we've stayed up just about. But the the big performance, I mean, Tyrone going away to Kerry and Monaghan. A resurgent Dublin playing Monaghan. Now, just would yes. you mention Monaghan have, have mixed it well with Dublin the last few years, but still, yeah. most people would have tipped both of them to lose those oh, games. Yeah, so, yeah. so just going into the championship, you know, if you look at it, Armagh probably take good confidence with us today, saying yeah. when we matched up them, we could beat them. When we put on our players in the second half, we were better than them, which, which they were. Tyrone have had that brilliant victory. M- Monaghan, a brilliant victory. So, so are, are three of our big challengers going into Ulster are they coming in now with a bit of a better mindset than us son? oh yeah it definitely is good but I think it's just the kind of Ulster thing in general because even I remember last year we drew with Armagh do you remember in the sunshine and the athletic rounds and like they would have left that day saying we could have had them because I think we won't equalise that night very late on um, they were winning for most of that game and I suppose it um, yeah, I remember Conor Donald, Oshin Gallon, I think, as well, was it? Conor Donald kicked a couple of scores that night. And maybe McBurty at the end, yeah. But you can see that the margins in Ulster are absolutely nothing in it at all. And even you could nearly include Derry in that as well, because like, Derry could, Derry are well capable of scalping one of the top four, the four above them, you would think. I know, I think they've ended up just falling short in their promotion yes, chase. Uh, that's Galway today, yeah. And then, listen, before that, up at that Galway performance last week, which was in mm. own big, you were thinking, right, Derry are right on there, because yeah. they, they could have really beaten us last year. And Absolutely. the way they're playing, they're going to be very hard to beat. So I think Derry aren't afraid of anybody. They still aren't. But certainly that would have knocked them back a bit, because going into the division, another promotion. Motion would have been huge. Yeah, plus they have a tough draw in all three. You see, they're back, yeah. They're going to end up probably between Tyrone if Tyrone get over for Man in the first game. Which they love, though. Mm, they love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I think they've, some, they've drawn Tyrone so many times yeah. of late, yeah. But I, I just think Ulster is tiny. I think whoever gets out of that Donegal game against Armagh has a massive chance, whoever it is, because out of the best of the rest, like Antrim and Cavan. I'm not saying too much about it like we fell over that in 2020 losing to Cavan but in terms of an Ulster semi-final like it's an easier side of the draw and that's in no disrespect to Cavan or Antrim so I think Donegal and both are massive a huge opportunity here especially with the format of the All-Ireland kind of going back to the, the way it was three or four years ago you don't have now the Super 8s this year it's going to a quarter final yeah. so even if you get to provincial final and lose you're in the last 12 um, and I suppose you know, Donegal just really want to make a kind of a footprint in this championship, but I know you got to start with Ulster, but we haven't really put a footprint in the All-Ireland Series at all since 2014. We haven't got past a quarter-final, I think, or a Super 8, yeah. So, so, so um, basically, I suppose, a lot of um, work to be done for Donegal in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a fascinating Ulster Championship. We can't wait for it, though. We'll be there in four weeks' time. Hopefully the sun's high in the sky as it was today. I'll not forget anything we got in the second half. We're in for a thriller. Absolutely, yeah. It was a great occasion today, because like, being maybe a little bit biased as a local uh, and from Letterkenny here, you know, and you know, it was great to get the county games back here in 2007. Like, it was brilliant for the St. Julian's Club. And, like, you can see the work was in and how many times the club kind of bailed out the county board late in the year with club fixtures and stuff. But they had this little bit of a hoodoo, I suppose. That yeah. They only won the two games up to before today. I think they'd won, sorry, lost the last six in a row today. Yeah. 
and then even somebody says at half time uh, when our ma just were six down I think oh do you remember a couple of years ago we were seven up against Galway and we lost that day and I thought oh geez, here we go again kind of thing so I was delighted even from that point of view that you know at least it was a little bit of the monkey off the back especially in Leonard Kenny here is, like it showed today it's a great venue I think everyone enjoyed their day here great game yeah. good occasion so uh, there's, no, there's not a wee blast of sweet Leonard Kenny town coming from you now for me, it not, not for me definitely where's, where's Brian Kelly what do you do I'm sure you know where he is <laughs> <laughs> listen always good to chat Alan Foley our sports editor of the Democrat Alan I'll see you again in a few weeks time sure We'll hopefully uh, get these Arma boys sorted, get 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 our one and, and uh, move on in Ulster. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, it's, I can't wait now. And I suppose it's time now for Declan. The boys are, they're not saying much now at the moment, which is supposed disappointing from a media point of view, especially maybe from the management. But um, look, we'll let them at it. They've got four weeks now to keep the head down. This is why they play football. This is what they look forward to all year. And as we said, job done in Division One. And let's see what Ulster brings. Good out. man, old. Chat you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alan, for that great roundup of the weekend's action there. And let's say there was another game in the Donald Park on the Saturday. A big game in Division 2B, a semi-final versus uh, Sligo. Donegal taking on Sligo. Coming up by the narrowest of margins, 119 to 120. After the game, Tom Comac caught up with manager Mickey McCann. 120 to Sligo, 119 to Donegal. Uh, end of the Alliance Hurling League campaign. What did you make of that one? It was, uh, uh, it was a good game to watch, Tom, but um, felt in the first half we, we were looking good and... and we hurled very well and maybe not clinical enough in front of the net, you know, but I uh, felt we, should, we could have been in eight or nine points to clear in the first half, but we gave away two or three scores near the end. But six up at half time, Tom, and we had a wee bit of breeze in the second half. It looked good, you know, but um, we, we, we were well below par in the second half, Tom, and, and the hunger wasn't there that, 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 that Sligo brought, you know, and they upped it a notch. And to be fair to them, they probably deserved it then. They were the better team in the second half. Yeah, they got those couple of quick points, but. And they all responded well and they went five up again. I thought Danny Cullen started winning baller on the middle and Brian McIntyre came into it and obviously Davin was, was was on with the freeze. You know, you were five up again with, what, ten minutes to go? Yeah, I went five up and it looked, it looked like we... we, we yeah, weathered the storm. Weathered the storm with Sligo brought this, you know, but then from the next puck out we, we, we had two defenders rush, rush for the one ball and, 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 and both missed it and, and looked straight into a Sligo man straight and, and he put it in the net, which... We'll state back to a two-point game, and after that, Tom, it was a big momentum swing for them, and, and, and they started believing that it was there for them, where I felt if we had held on for another three or four minutes that, that, that we would have seen the game out, but look, that's the way it goes, you're never safe in a hurling game, and we just weren't hungry enough, Tom, and, and didn't get enough rock ball in the second half, and, and too many mistakes, so... Um, yeah, is, it, it, is, is that a case of maybe the eye was on the, on, 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 on the Nicky record at this stage, rather than the league? I don't know now, Tom. I suppose we chatted at half time. We, we wanted to win the game, and, and we're all about progression. And, and getting to the league final would, would have been great progression to, to get a shot at Derry. You know, Derry probably hot favourites to, to win it, no matter who goes through. But um, no, I, I feel like we, we, we just we, we had a lead, Tom. Any time we have a lead, we seem to we, we take a foot off the pedal. You know, we're just not ruthless enough to put teams away. And uh, even through the league, we put ourselves in some great positions against Wicklow. You know, you're 10 or 11 up, and next thing it was back to a two-point game. We just need to be more ruthless, Tom, and, and, and keep the scoreboard ticking over when, when we do have momentum. And I felt the day we didn't, you know. Yeah, you went into the game without, obviously, Richie Ryan, uh, Jack O'Loughlin, and Declan Coulter. Uh, Jack did come on uh, for, for his first game in quite some time. And then you made the wholesale changes in the second half as well. Yeah, I suppose we, 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 we used the bench, we thought we're, we're tiring in certain areas too, you know, in the, in the hot weather, and 
Look, we, we need to get game times on these young boys, like Jack and stuff, before before the Nicky record. And uh, look, we use Brian Mack and, and Danny in midfield, we're going well today, and Danny's just back. Uh, but overall, Tom, when we look back, we'll be happy with, with the league campaign, you know, it'll be a bit sore now for a few years, thinking back that could have been, mm. could have been victory, you know. I suppose it's where Donegal Horning is at, the, uh, the expectation levels has risen, obviously, because this is your third season in, in, in Division 2B, and, you know, you ended up second to Derry in the league table, and obviously looking up... Yeah, I suppose four victories out of five, Tom, was unheard of for, for Donegal in that division. They always were in a relegation battle, you know, but um, the start, we, we got off to a good league start with two victories and that put us in position. Then if we picked up another point or two, we'd have been in a semi-final spot. Um, don't really agree with, with semi-final spots, Tom. Well, not not in the second, third team. Anyway, you know, maybe the top two or, or, or the top teams just goes up, you know, with the congested season that just... Was a lot of matches, you know, and uh, the good side of, of of not getting back today that you, you can regroup and, and you have two weeks to get ready for for the for the championship now and get all the injuries hopefully read up and, and come back with a full panel. Before we before we talk about that uh, injuries that you mentioned, Richie Ryan obviously has has missed quite a lot of games. Uh, we saw Jack O'Loughlin back today. Obviously, Declan Coulter's out now as well. I suppose Declan we're not sure of yet he heard his back last week um, but, but two weeks he, he hopefully okay Richie's uh, got his finger fixed up there now and, and the wee cast is off so uh, you hopefully that he's ready for the first or at least second game of, of, of the Nicky Racker and Jack played a half there so hopefully that's him and the men now Tom so hopefully come come um, the first round that we'll have a clean bill of health you know two weeks to, two weeks now to regroup yeah two weeks to regroup Look, we'll be disappointed more so, not, maybe not about uh, getting the final or whatever, but just just a performance in the second half time, we, we wouldn't be happy with it. It wouldn't be good enough to, to win a Nicky record, so um, we're just going to have to learn to, to play for 70 minutes, Tom, and just stay composed for that length of time, you know. Yeah, thanks very much, Tom Comick, for that interview with Mickey McCann, his side now. Look forward to the Nicky record uh, championship. I want to thank my other guests on the show, uh, former Armagh great, of course, Aaron Kiernan, Donegal, former Donegal legend. Uh, Mark McHugh and also Alan Foley of the iconic media group for their input this evening that's it for the show and the DL Debate I'll speak to you all next week The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen and there's free admission entertainment every weekend